This is the Media Week Industry Podcast from the people at mediaweek.com.au. Welcome to a new Media Week podcast. Well, Jonesy and Amanda, welcome back to Media Week. Thank you very much. Thrilled to be here. Seems like it's been years. Has it been years? I don't know. It's That's probably why it been seems quite a like while. It. Now, this is the heritage show in the city market, isn't it? Yeah, that always scares me when they yep. say heritage show. Oh, do show. you? What is it? I love it. Well, I saw Ryan Fitzgerald the other night at Hamilton. I'm just dropping you, a name. He's here. dropped this so many oh, times no. today. Hasn't he at Hamilton, uh, which is a great musical. Uh, if you like rap music and that, but I, I did. But I saw Ryan Fitzgerald, and he said, "How long have you been doing this for?" And I said, "Well, I, I've, I've been with Amanda for sixteen years, but I've been here for eighteen years." And he said, "Eighteen years in breakfast radio," and he said, "That's got to be some sort of record." But why does it make you anxious? Because it's something well, to be think proud 18 of. Years, but it, it's gone Is so it 18 quickly. Years? Eighteen years, two thousand and three, I started, and sixteen of us. Yeah, also oh, sixteen together. Yeah, wow. yeah. And it, you know, it is. Um, I was talking to some friends about this on the weekend. It is. It's, it's an all-consuming job. That's what I love about it. But that's what's hard about it. Mm. And I, I really appreciated what Jane Kennedy said when she finished up. You think, I'll just spend a couple of hours with my friend and how hard can it be? It is hard. We fill a three-hour rundown every day. It's our content and our voice and our opinions. And, um, and in some news cycles, like the one we're in at the moment, it's exhausting. Now, look, just set the parameters for this podcast because yes. your, your long-suffering publicists got in touch with me last week and said, look, have you got an idea what you talk about with these two, you know, and I thought, oh, What can we do with them? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So now as as sort of experience has told me, you've got to be careful when you give a warning about what you're going to talk about because if it's too edgy, you get that call that goes, oh, look, they're booked out. They they can't talk to you. You know, sorry, we'll have to delay it. So I just threw in there, I said, look, I'll talk about the content of the show just as a bit of a, you know sort of a smoke, smoke screen. Oh, yeah. so what are we But then really when I thought about it over the weekend, I thought, what a good way to go. Because mm. I'll just, because I, I listened intensively to a week of your show oh. and it threw up some great, um, I thought, subjects. Really? Yeah, so I thought we might do that. Now, if this falls terribly flat, I'll, I'll bin the idea. No, <laughs> go to I'll plan never B. do it again. I'm into it. I like I, this. I think this could work. So, so give me some slack and sort of yep. play, play along, see how it goes. We are but, in your hands. But first of all, can we spice it up a little bit because we want to keep people listening, okay? Mm. Now, the lead-in from content is that. Now, this morning we heard a teaser about your naked pool party. Oh, <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up, Brenda. Well, you know, I always, because Amanda will come in and say, blah, blah, blah to me in the morning. All I said this morning and was, uh, and then you made me say it on air, we had some friends staying at our place on the weekend. One of my oldest friends was staying, jumped in the pool in the nutty. She was in the nutty. I kept on my undies. And, and, and so then we, you do said, we establish it was a top air. and bottom? It's not a we, thing. We, but did you, we, we don't were, need to establish that. Let's just, I think I we do. Let's I think just I, pretend I it might have been. I think Media Week podcast <laughs> oh, subscribers want to know. Just answer the question, Council. Were you topless in the pool? <laughs> no. Okay. So you've wrecked it now. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm unsatisfied. <laughs> and it wasn't a public pool. I wasn't down at the I know, but the thing that intrigued me, there was a little reference to 2 a.m., was it? Yes. Which is I'm, very late for a breakfast announcement. It really is. And because I don't normally live like that. I have a she very quiet life. She wouldn't often see 2am these days, correct? Absolutely. It was a friend's 60th birthday party and other friends stayed with us who came down from Bathurst so we could all go to yeah. it. And uh, so, yes, that was an incredibly unusual evening for me. Yeah. And on the subject of spicing it up, <laughs> Jonesy this morning referred to he couldn't remember the last time he had sex. Yeah. <laughs> now, well, that's true. Would it be inappropriate to ask... 
last time you had sex with your wife or just the last time you had sex? Oh, um, Hopefully they're both the same thing. <laughs> I, honestly, I can't, you know what? I can't remember. I can't remember. Isn't that, isn't that terrible? You don't have to answer this, Brendan. Yeah, I know. I, you don't have I'm to thinking, answer yeah, this well, question. Hold on a minute. I wasn't oh, okay. expecting a real <laughs> answer. No. You know, please, this isn't... You're not on Married at First Sight. Uh, are yeah. we? No. Let's Despite James' superpowers. Now, that will be coming up, a little bit of teaser. We will get into Married at First okay, Sight. Okay, sure. Um, I share something in common with you about Married at First Sight. Oh. Um, but because the, there's not a lot that people probably don't know about both of you, is it? Because you've both published books, right? Mm. How did they go? Was was there any... Who sold more books, do you reckon? I remember you asking us this last time and we didn't did I, know. I didn't ask you this last yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. And we didn't know. Oh. I still don't know. Had your book... Would your book been out then? No, yeah. Yeah, okay. so mine came out 2017, uh, 2018. All right. Uh, how well it sold, I'm not too sure. I know it didn't. Because you're not up... still getting royalty well, checks, uh, I presume. Uh, uh, <laughs> books are not a way no, to make money. That's for no. sure. Booktopia, they have this section up the back <laughs> where all the books that don't—they're about to be pulp. So all the John Lewis poetry books and stuff—they're all up there. And, and I remember saying to the publisher at the time, I, I said, "Where do, don't you want to end up?" And I, and I made a joke about the remainder bin, and he said, "Well, there's a remainder bin, but then there's this." So you get to a point where they can't even give the book away. So mine didn't end up there. So that, for me, was a, uh, a triumph. I can't speak for Amanda because we were different uh, publishers. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, it, I find the pace of this life with the radio, the dailiness of the radio and things, you do a project and then you just keep... It's like a river. You just mm. keep going. I, I didn't actually explore how it went and all of that. You just go... Because you get up the next day and it's doing something else. So I must say, in all honesty, I don't know. Okay. But obviously I beat him. The... There's Obviously. a perception about your show that, that I've had anyway, and maybe I think some, but that you're not big on revealing yourselves much on air. But I think if you listen carefully, that's not true because because some shows, are you know, they, they do stunts about their families or they prank their families. You don't do that, but you do reveal quite a little or quite a bit about your, your, your private life. So like yeah. last week, you're... The driving license. Yeah, I did get a, quite a workout on a number of days, but yeah. but it was a significant uh, thing in your life, right? It your was. son Jack was it? Was That's it? right. Yeah. But I think we talk a lot about our families. Well, um, you do, but the the thing I was getting at, not in a radio way though. You don't really make it a a, a big topic, or you don't have calls about it, or or you don't prank all your family no, members and stuff no. like that. Mm. We don't include them in the show. Maybe no. that's the yeah. difference. That's we don't include our families in the show, but they often give us the human things that we that we find a scene with our listeners, like first driving uh, licence. And they took all these callers about the, what happened in the days after they got their licence, smashing their dad's cars and all this kind of stuff. Mm. Um, but we often... Yeah, I would think we do talk about our lives and that's... You know, you talk about content and, and deciding what to talk about and how to answer things and talk about them. There's a million little um, switches in your brain. Do you... Like a train gauge and every few seconds you're going yes no yes no yes no yes no yeah and and it's great when you just get in a flow and you're not thinking about it but when it comes to family and and opinions in the news cycle and stuff you do have to have another voice in the back of your head checking that you're not overdoing mm. it i've got in or, trouble or getting rid of it you know or, or breaking a confidence from home i've got a trouble a few times with, with exactly that because you'll just talk about a story from your life and uh and the worst thing is when someone says to my wife oh he was talking about this so they're delivering the news the way i haven't 
delivered it. And I remember one time in particular, Helen was upset about something I said on the radio. And I said, well, you know, that did you actually hear the break? And she said, no, someone blah, blah told me. And I said, did they hear the break? And they said, no. And I said, so who actually heard it? So it was like the fourth hand. And I remember years ago when Morgan, my eldest, was at school and I did a bit on air where it's talking about Dominic when he was sort of uh, little. Uh, my kids are a lot older now. And I said, oh, well, he's my, obviously my favourite one as a joke. And then one of his mates in school said, your dad was saying on the radio that, you know, you're not even his favourite son. And, you know, it's very hard for a 14-year-old back then. Yeah. And I remember, and Morgan didn't actually come up to me and say oh, that resonated with him, uh, but it's sort of... I could feel that he would bring it up every now and then. And so I've always been very mindful. If it happens to the family, I've said to them, whatever I say on air, I don't, about you guys, please make sure you hear it first before you hear it from But I remember I had that too when my son came home with a a lunch with school bag and there were a thousand squashed sandwiches in the bottom. He hadn't been eating them for a while and they were all squashed in the bottom. And I said, I took them all out. I said, can I put this on Instagram? And he said, oh, no, please don't. But the next morning we were chatting and I found myself saying it. And Harley said he was in the car next to Jack and he just saw Jack put his head back and close his eyes. And when I heard that, I sobbed and I sobbed. And I said to him that night how sorry I was because I said, your home should be your safe space where you can say anything. And it doesn't matter what my job is. It's, I, should never, I should never break a confidence. And I really felt I'd let him down that mm. day. And in the end he said, oh, that's fine, that's fine. But I, I wasn't happy with me that day. But they're hard decisions to make in the heat of the moment. You're talking, you've got three hours on the radio, it's hard. Yeah, that happens. You didn't say, oh, those school fees don't pay for themselves, mate. <laughs> yeah, they, what do you think pays off the guttering? <laughs> we're, we're paying for your next holiday. Those, those no, Yeezys, give me the goss. Yeezys aren't cheap, mate. <laughs> but that, that leads me to ask then, though, is there a sort of an understanding that there is a... You've commercialised your life in a way that, you know, we, we get, you know, mm. good things out of what I do and what I do is at times talk about the family but see, but when they, I presume they get that. Well, they do but when they were little yeah, you could say yeah. anything. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's harder when you have to when you ask permission yes. and they'd yeah. rather not and I've had to be much more conscious now mm. for... Do you do that sometimes? Do you ask? Yeah, I do. Yeah. And if they say no, I think I wish I'd not. Yeah, <laughs> my, my my philosophy is either easier to beg forgiveness and ask permission. So right, okay. I, but I, yes, they are used to our lives, and yeah. that they may get spoken about. Yeah. And at school, a teacher might say, "Oh, Jack, I heard Mum saying." Well, obviously, mm. he hasn't heard it. I mean, my son hasn't, but they they take that with a grain of salt. They're okay with that. There would be times when something happens when the first they might say, "Oh, be better if that's not on air, Mum or or Dad." Or yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, they, I think they appreciate now that if it's going to be something that will alarm them, I'll ask them. Mm. So they, they feel a bit comfortable, more comfortable about that. I'm not suggesting that. they wouldn't trust their parents. No, <laughs> yeah. but sometimes you and I, this is, I'll say something off air and you say, oh, you've got to say that on air. And I said, no, I'm just saying that to you in conversation. And you say, what? oh, come on, you've got to... And I, I, I'm, I have a, quite a strict line of... And if I'm out with friends and they say something, I'll say, do you mind if I talk about this? Mm. Or other times I'll say, kind of silence, this doesn't need to ever be discussed so I, I'm careful with that too. Can he be trusted? I don't know. The bottom line is yes. The bottom line is yes, but there have been a couple of occasions where I I haven't wanted to even the pool this morning. 
I didn't want to talk about that on air because I knew you'd I be sorry. I think you wanted to, though. I think sometimes you, sometimes you give me a signal when you definitely don't want to. But you know what also but happens? That, we did that at 6am and I think, oh, no one's listening at 6 yeah, o'clock. No one's going to hear that. Here we are. No one's going to hear that. still going. I think we get away with a lot more than the other shows because uh, you're probably the only media person that listens to us. <laughs> There's, you know, everyone else listens to all the other shows. That's not true. I think so. Um, but you'll uh, get a Daily Mail piece out of this naked frolic. <laughs> Say it was 2pm and it was in a public pool. Nothing sexier than a bunch of late 50s women. <laughs> I know. Uh, trashed at 2 o'clock. <laughs> Nothing more attractive than that. That's right. We had to clean out the filter and take our own eyes out. <laughs> <laughs> even our husbands, husbands didn't even bother coming out and looking. Didn't they even come out and have no, a look? No. <laughs> What were they That's doing? That's sad, isn't it? They oh, just stayed inside and said, oh, whatever. Yeah, a little bit. Um, okay, so the the team here, you had your uh, the content director on air this week. Oh, Mike Byrne, yes. Yes, mm. who was in the floods. Yeah, you his did, house got flooded. And then there was another conception, uh, preconception maybe that the show isn't really about the news, but you cover big stories. I mean, you were all over the floods yeah, Last well, week. it was important to to do that because as it, and I'm, Andrew Denton sort of when September 11 happened, uh, that was when we saw, and we use it to this day, the tribal d- drum. And I remember when I was working at Triple M and Andrew saying, uh, "The tribal drum's beating this morning for this." And I went, "Well, that's what it is. It's a a forum for people just to speak about what's happening in their lives, and and that's always worked well with disasters like the, the floods. So it was really it but was can good I to say have that. also that there probably is the perception that we don't cover big news stories, but we we cover everything. We we looked at you know we spoke about. Christian Porter, Brittany Higgins, you know, the Royals, Suez Canal, uh, speed cameras. We we do cover the basic... We actually, in our meeting, saying, are we across all the stuff? Mm. And we do like to think that we do do the light and shade, but the meat of, of what everyone's going through, thinking, feeling, the mood of things, um, we do cover that stuff. Um. So I, the, I mentioned Mike because you've you've talked about some there. There's a when we'll get onto maths, but there's a guy on maths who used to work for you uh, previously. But you've I mean 16 years, but you've had a bit of a turnover of the team because um, there was a while you had some stability, but there's been a few. I mean Charlie Fox mm. was part of the furniture here with you guys, and then he left. Now you're under your probably your third content director. I mean, in but in 16 years, I don't think that'd be unusual. Oh, no, yeah. no, but it's well, well, because Mike, it, you look at you and you think, oh, it's all it's all sort of settled and it's calm and it's and it's, um, but there is turnover, isn't there? there yeah. Inevitably, there is turnover. Is that good for the show in a way that it? I think so. Brings in fresh. Yeah. You get fresh eyes on the thing, but it, like I've been in radio for 31 years, and in that time, I've seen 31 program directors. And Mike 31. Byrne, 31. So wow. Mike Byrne is twice, and I've seen even more general managers. So there's a the, – the, our show, I think in the time that we've been here, I think there's been seven seven program oh. practice. I don't know. I Could there be that many? But yeah. also in terms of our team, we go through periods of incredible stability and we'll have the same team for five yep. years. Then there'll be a turnover and then there'll be another chunk of stability. But I imagine most breakfast shows would kind of have a similar thing, I think. Mm. Mm. Because you, who's your executive producer now? That's Millie. Millie, yeah. yep. Millie Michael. Millie, so she's been here a little while now. Yep. And yeah. You've probably that's been you've only had with Lauren before that. Ben, ben. Latimer. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's not bad. For that's 16 not bad. Years, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. Yeah. The um, Jones and Amanda training school, in a way, isn't it? They've oh. all gone under sort of 
well, I won't say better, <laughs> but different things, right? Well, Laura's gone to um, uh, Moon Man, so yeah. it's not a better thing. It's just no, the same thing, thing somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, where's Ben at the Ben's moment? Uh, is it Nova? Is it Nova? Yeah, he's um, a boss Melbourne over. and mm. yeah. Well, he looks after a few stations. Like yeah. That. yeah, yeah. I'm still friends um, with with Ben. I mean, yeah. and Laura too. We we, yeah. we 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 we're all a tight unit. Yes. Yeah. And Bryce went on to marry at first sight. <laughs> <laughs> That's a career. He went on to be a bride. That's a, a natural a, a, a progression, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Well, let's talk about married at first sight. Now, I agree with you. I I don't really enjoy the show. It's too much of my time would be um, taken up to try and keep up with what's happening. Mm. I get it that it's popular and I sort of understand that. But but you quite like it, James? I like it. I, I, I don't know if I, if I was not in the media, would I watch okay. it? That's the question. But it just gives so much material for the yeah. show. So in a way, and my family, we all enjoy watching it. And even we have dinner on Thursday nights where all the kids that have moved out of home come home. Yeah. And we all sit around. Uh, and we One time we had it on a Wednesday night. And my eldest son, who says, oh, Fruity TV's dead, never watches it, and blah, blah, blah. Then he's sitting down there watching Married at First Sight. And then his girlfriend was telling me that he's now addicted to Married at First Sight. So there is a nice soap opera drama to the it. The bit that I, and it might be the same thing you feel, I, it's manipulative yes. and manipulated. And these so-called social workers are, are, are putting people together for conflict and it's and I think why would I watch the stress of that? Mm. You know, the world's stressful enough without having to watch all of that stuff. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm choosing. You know, I'm choosing. Actually, I don't always watch the news anymore. I used to always watch the news. Now I'm across the news, but I'm sort of thinking I'm giving myself a mental health break every now and then. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you try and keep up, there's just. You have to draw the line somewhere because you can't cope with everything, can you? No, that's so, yeah. true. And I often think that too, that I used to feel all the tragedies in the world, I had to bear witness to them. And now I feel that our primal tribal brain isn't prepared for that. We'd know maybe 50 people in our lives, our tribal brain, and now we're just seeing all this unfiltered stuff. I don't think we're equipped to deal it's with true. it. How do you decide what TV shows are worth referencing sort of regularly or keeping up with? Do you sort of do you get feedback from your listeners about what they're watching? No, or? not really. It's, it comes down to, I guess we look at. Well, you know, because if you watch a show and you like it and you th- and you think, well, that's good, then that's how we start talking about it. Um, but not necessarily, because I watch like Portrait Artist of the Year is my yeah. favourite <laughs> show, and I'm also watching Call My Agent. They're not things that are big raters, so we wouldn't talk about those necessarily. No. So we are aware of the... You mentioned that you watch it, though. Yes, but we are aware of the blockbuster shows, and they're the ones we need to be across. And between the team mm. and between what bit of catch-up in the morning and reading what's happened on social media, we sort of are across them mm. without yep. having to watch them all. How does Millie and her team, and and do you get involved in... Because everybody wants to plug their products and get on your breakfast show... What sort of criteria do you use to decide who gets on and who doesn't? I mean, you obviously have some relationships with some people which helps, like regulars can yeah. can come on. Or well, we've got friends, you know, uh, that will of the show, you know, that will approach us and say, oh, "Can I come on and talk about my new album or my new book?" And, and we go, "Sure." You know, I'm always happy to help. Uh, you know, t- uh, like anyone w- from TV. You know, I sometimes think it should be a two-way street, which I feel it's often a one-way street with me in particular, with some TV shows. But other than that, it's um, yeah, I'm happy to do that. You help, but but you we're know, not an interview-based show. We have no, maybe one interview. No. A day. That's what I was saying. So you don't really have a lot, do you? No, we don't. And so therefore, in a meeting, we'll say, um, and sometimes we we'll go, "Oh, I really like them," but we'd rather have our own content than than that. Yeah. 
So I guess it's just a criteria of how we're feeling. Hmm. Uh, um, but we don't take interviews for interview's sake. And maybe in our early days, maybe we used to, but we're much more judicious now and because we only maybe do one a day. The um, and, and talking about the content for the show, what sort of a rundown do you have when you sit down at, at 6 o'clock? Do you have it sort of mapped out here. pretty strictly? I'll or Because you do seem to throw in a lot of stuff off the cuff and yeah. some of those stories develop their own life across the show. Well, it's pretty much a roadmap as Amanda fishes through the bin to, to find it. To find said um, roadmap. The, uh, but it is. Um, Millie will sit down. 5.30 we have a meeting. So um, Amanda, myself, uh, Foxy, our production, studio production guy, and Anna will sit in on this meeting. And we'll just go and, and Millie will place all the breaks that we've talked about. Uh, but we that, sit that down gonna... to a top ten yep. that the team has collated from things they've seen, blah, 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 so there's some talking points, and yep. we'll add to that the stuff that we've gleaned overnight. Okay. And between all... We go through the bins class. Amanda yeah, sitting here with a bin on her lap <laughs> yeah, as she speaks. Here we there's, go. Here we there's, go. There's, so there's the rundown. Okay. Um, all right, so it's all on one piece of paper. Yeah, so it's easy one... To, yeah. Easy to stay with. You can yep. see the show in one hit. Yep. Yep. And Breaking uh, into three hours. Yeah. Bite-sized chunks. And, um, so and we changed it a bit today because we got so many calls for our phone topic, which we do in here. Okay. Uh, we took more of them and brought it back over here. So it's a mm. movable feast. Yes, yes. It's mm. something to fall back on if you yeah. need to, if if other stuff dries up. Yeah. yeah. If Jones's jokes aren't cutting it. Or well, wow. wow. <laughs> Is there a quick? <laughs> Could there be a bigger hole? We don't even need that. <laughs> the, the jokes, you, you're not afraid to sort of gag about almost anything. Um, like the Parliament House stuff last week and that, you know, the, I mean, you treated it seriously, but then there's sort of you you couldn't help a couple of things. Jonesy dropped in about off. He wants to get off. He goes to office works. And, <laughs> and, and, and you joked about he's looking for the enlarger. And oh, yeah. <laughs> but I think that's, you know, that's part of it. Our thing is everything we do is, you know, pat, we call it pat, pat, stab. So it's always like a, a two pats. And it should be stop. pats, dad, pat. Well, sometimes, sometimes it's a poo sandwich. Some it is a poo sandwich. So you've got poo in the middle, and you've got your bread. You start with the yummy bread. Yummy bread. Put the poo, poo in the in middle, there. and then wrap it up yeah. with the bread again at the end. So yeah. right, okay. you know, you get your comments in, but it's not unpalatable. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. it is. <laughs> well, it depends what the bread is. If it's like a brioche, <laughs> that's nice. You go, oh, this is great. I can deal with that. <laughs> The, the damn thing was the other thing, oh, the recurring theme last yeah. week, the, the damn jokes, you know, that was um, well, the, was actually uh, got pretty funny. I'm a big fan of infrastructure, as you might be aware. <laughs> and uh, But, it, you know, it, uh, any of those things, I remember a radio consultant when I first started doing this, Dennis Clark, he um, used to be the producer or executive producer for Rick Dees, and he's one thing that's always stuck with me, he said, if you care, they care. And so anything you do, and it doesn't matter what you're talking about, as long as you care about it, I find it very hard to be on air and talk about something I don't care about. And sometimes I find it hard when I go on breakfast TV because the producer will give you a thing and say, do you have an opinion on this? And I say, well, I don't care. <laughs> so if I don't care, why would I have an opinion on it? That's the real privilege of this show is that of all the topics that are there, some things we think, well, we need to reference that. But by and large, these are things that we, wanted to, we want to talk about and we're very lucky to have that. I mean, you talk about speed cameras and my eyes roll back mm. in my head, but I know it's important. Um, but by and large, one of us will be interested in something. Yeah. Um, and, and we're lucky that we're able to do that. But we also have enough of a news brain and enough of a, um, an awareness of our audience and our show to know the things we should be covering. Yes. But within that, we still have a lot of choice. 
the 6am quiz. That's been with you over the whole journey pretty much. I think, it? yeah. So it started, started with in, Ben Latimer. Yeah, so that was probably not our first. Was, did it start in the first year? I'm not, I, I can't even remember the... Pretty the, early uh, on. The prize pack is slightly improved, but not much. <laughs> oh, it's, so, it's pretty. What are you talking it's about? It's oh, never, it's never Whoa. about the prizes. No, what do you want, James? Not the prizes. No, no, but we're still giving away coloured pencils and a drawing. Didn't it used to be just a like a pencil? Yeah. That, yeah. And that was it to it start be, with? It used to be like just a, uh, And you get a cart and a beer if you go all the way. Oh, do you? So if you get the seven. It doesn't seven, happen often, though, does no. it? No. And we enjoy it. There are some mornings where it's like pulling teeth, <laughs> but we actually quite enjoy that where people just give us the most ridiculous oh. answers and, and, and people that phone up to answer a question and then are so combative, you go, you know, you, you called us. us. You rang us. Yeah. But that's the highlight for me is the... Dumbos. The, yeah, the Dumbos, if you like. Yeah. And you're very gentle with them. Mm. But it's, I mean, like Jade Leno used to have a segment where they'd interview people in the street about geography or something and people just had no idea. Mm. <laughs> you do get a lot of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we the, get yeah. a lot of that. Uh, but yeah. it, and it's very funny, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, They're our favourites. There was a, a builder was working next door to my place and he was driving from uh, Campbelltown to uh, Cronulla and he said his favourite segment on the show is The Magnificent Seven. I said, oh, why? And he goes, I just like listening to those dumb shits <laughs> not be able to get any answers. And he said, I just laugh at that. And, mm. and I said, well, you know, that's, that's... You've come to the right place. You've come to the right place. <laughs> I, and I Maguire I, won't give it to you. By the way, I'm quoting Mick the Builder. That's not my own no, opinion. No, I, I think they're not. wonderful people that Abs- ring up. Absolutely. <laughs> of absolutely. course. Yeah. Um, I guess one of the friends of the show last week who called him was uh, Troy Cassadaly. Yep. Um, and it was an interesting chat and he talked about some a was it a marriage advice you'd given him? I'm Hilarious. A, yeah. Late, but I guess it was a true story. Though, yes. Right? One evening I'm at home in my pyjamas. Could have been any time from 5pm, let's face it. <laughs> and, um, and Troy calls and he'd had a few drinks and he said, because I'm also friendly with his wife. She has a radio show. Who's in radio on the same network. That's right. right. Yeah. So we're buddies. And he said, Amanda, can you talk some sense into Laurel? Tell her I love her. And I could hear her just saying, who's that on the phone? And he said, it's Amanda. And she goes, what? And, uh, and I said, well, what can I tell you? This man does love you. And, uh, and the next day they were so apologetic. And I said, I actually was privileged that you thought to call me. Um, but, yeah, so that's what happened there. I don't know any more than that until he said, on his out writing this album, that they'd gone through a rough patch, and he said, and you know, there's one night they'd reached out to me when they'd had a few drinks. Um, I'm for any redemption story, I'm a fan of, but I was really flattered they chose mm. me. There is on my pajamas, issuing, you know, dispensing advice. They did ring me after they rang you though, as well, <laughs> <laughs> and you said, yeah. "Oh, break up, you two. <laughs> they wanted a second opinion. They wasn't right. sure about Troy, the first one. Troy, if you need one. a new album, go for the sad songs. <laughs> Don't you know anything about country music? It's all supposed to be sad. I mean, so how did you guys cope through? Um through COVID, I mean, did you did you need to fire up each other, or do you oh, ever fire up each other if if you know you're a, I think I found a moment of self doubt. Or oh, I found or? that this year has been harder than last year. When uh, last year it was great, it was great. Uh, it was so strange. I did, at any moment you didn't know what was going to happen, and 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 the radio show for me was quite a quite a therapy. It was good that you could actually talk about it, and then now it seems like. The world's in a kind of way gone back to normal, and 
Yeah, I, I, I can't actually articulate how. But it how, hasn't. It's gone back to normal with the COVID still there. Hasn't yeah, well, it's, it's but it seems like everyone's gone back to normal a bit. But you, I don't know. The, well, yeah, got, someone said the, on the weekend, no one's really learnt much from COVID. We're sort of mm, going back yes. to what. To, that's what I was talking that's about. That's exactly. It, it. Remember, in the heart of COVID, everyone's baking bread and saying, "Oh, we're all in this together, yeah. and we'll come out yeah. of this with a sense of yeah, what matters in our humanity." Things will never be the same. Will be better. Isn't it interesting? I can't yeah. remember a more vitriolic news cycle than the yeah. one we're in now, and I think Trump triggered a lot of stuff in people and I feel that we all thought this year everyone will feel better. I was talking to a friend of mine who's a psychologist. I walked the dog with her and she said a lot of people are finding it harder this year, the exhaustion of how quickly we all had to cal- recalibrate in mm. one year. Our yeah. enti- the entire way we'd lived shifted in a year and no wonder we're all exhausted. It's like we're carrying around an anvil. Mm. Mm. Um, you mentioned exhaustion. Now, you did have a health scare a couple of years ago, didn't you? Was that right to call it that? or? Um, I guess it was. I felt embarrassed that it became a story. We were at a, a movie premiere for Angelina Jolie's movie. Unbroken. And you had to dress up in a, you know, black tie to sit down and watch a movie. I had holding an underpants. And I just <laughs> felt this dreadful heartburn. But I knew that I'd done some charity stuff with the Victor Chang Foundation. I knew that women's symptoms were different to men's when mm-hmm. they were having a heart issue. So I was feeling really sick and I said, look, I'm just going to go home. I got a cab home. I read somewhere else that people saw me being put into an ambulance. <laughs> I actually just hailed a cab and went home. But I said to my husband, oh, I'm not feeling great. And he said, why don't we go up to the hospital? And they kept me in for observation. They did all the right things. There was absolutely nothing okay. wrong. And it's easy to be embarrassed and think, well, on the night, I said, oh, God, sorry to trouble everybody. There was nothing. And that hospital said that was exactly what you should do. They would rather any day that you do that. So it wasn't a health scare. It was, it was I want to check out if what I'm feeling isn't mm. more serious than I think it is. Okay. Because the impression I got that maybe you'd been overdoing it or something with your commit, too many commitments, but then I noticed you haven't really slowed down at all. No, there's just nothing about any of that. powering ahead. You know, but I'm very sensitive, actually, to people thinking I'm overdoing it, which is why probably that storyline, you know, because with the living room, we film maybe one day a week. Okay. And I do the radio every day, but there's huge chunks. Most days of the week I have an afternoon sleep and I'm having dinner at 6 o'clock and I'm in bed at 8.30. So the perception is that I'm busier than I am. So... Um, I, yeah, absolutely, it wasn't an incident of overdoing it. It was, and I was alarmed that I was, you know, I did the, we still did the radio show the next morning. I was mm. on the phone and we made a kind of a bit of a joke about it. Yeah. And then I'm seeing the TV scroll that I, I was, had a heart emergency. I thought I'd better phone my dad. Yeah. And tell him, hey, I'm, I've just come in for a checkup, really. Mm. Mm. So that story took a life of its own that was separate to my reality. Mm. But I am happy to say it's worth the doctors would always say that. If you feel anything that's not quite right, get it checked out. So that's the message from that, even though I was fine. Yeah, yeah. Jones, are your health? I mean, you're sailing. You're Pretty st- good. You're still doing the boarding? The, yeah, um, yeah, the stand-up. Yeah, stand-up. I'm on the uh, – and I've taken up windsurfing. Right, okay. Because uh, I, I like 80 sports. Right. And uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's a glut of windsurfers out there going cheap. So <laughs> I like to – well, it's windsurfing or swearing, as I like to call it. But it's, you know, it's good. It's when, – once you sort of – Master it a bit. Yeah, it's. Um, Is that a tip to get into a fad after it's on the downward slope? Because all the stuff goes. <laughs> yeah. all the stuff goes cheap. I bought a pogo stick, <laughs> and you've been planking in your spare time. I've been planking. That's what you do because you don't want to get into it because uh, it's too expensive. Kite surfing is the big thing at the moment. Right, and that costs a fortune for that rig. Mm. Windsurfing is pretty much the same. Yes, mm-hmm. how's your break dancing going? 
I'm, give me a sheet of cardboard. I'll show you. <laughs> and you're living it. Well, <laughs> You'd be thrilled that you can dance at discos again. Oh, yeah, Wouldn't well, I'm not a dancer. I'm not a dancer. <laughs> um, and you still ride the bike every yes. day? Yeah. Even during the yeah. rain event? Last yeah, week, I, you, you I, and people say it's crazy. That, and I, I kind of, when I'm away from my motorbike and someone says that, I always say, yeah, you're right. You know what, I, I think I'm going to stop riding my bike. But then I get on it and I feel really safe. And I, I can't describe that feeling, but I do feel safe. But at the same time, there is that vulnerability that goes with it. And riding in the rain, motorbikes are very, uh, very stable, uh, I find. Mm. You know, as long as your crutch stays dry... Well, that's a big thing. You that's often, the because you had the gum boots on last I wore, week. I wore gum boots. I haven't worn gum boots for and a long you time. You talked about it. Was it a new brand of pant or something? Oh, yeah, you wear? <laughs> from Whitworth. He'll do anything for free stuff. <laughs> from Whitworth, but they're fishing pants. Oh, are they? So they're not waders. I'm not wearing the waders <laughs> that the fishing guys wear. Okay. Because that would look ridiculous. But so you I've must got, have over the. 18 years of breakfast, so you must have tried out a fair few different, different uh, web, web, waterproof yeah. options. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, and I bought many years ago uh, at a moment of low blood sugar, <laughs> I bought this BMW wet weather suit and it was $1,200 oh. but it had been reduced to $800 okay. and, and they said it guaranteed didn't leak in the crutch. Right. And it didn't, <laughs> but then all the zippers went on. And I thought the Germans would be good at zippers, you know, because they're all the Germans. They are like, uh, you know, zipper stuff. Yeah, the S&M and stuff is what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, really? Well, they, that's what the Germans, they invented that. That's their thing. Mm. They know is that sort of the people with Germans into bondage, like yeah. like BMW or leather gear, didn't it? Well, I just, well I I'm don't asking know. the same question. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> no, I just, you know, for anything I know, stereotypically, yeah. if someone's going to be into bondage... It'll it could, be a German. It could Angela be Angela Merkel, she's <laughs> up for it. could be a German. Well, there's another spicy headline. <laughs> there you go. 30, <laughs> 32 minutes into the tape. There he is. German, <laughs> German bondage gear. <laughs> Bring out the gimp mask. You can buy it on eBay. <laughs> um, you mentioned... Um, the Living Room, mm-hmm. first episode back, um, started a bit later this year. Well, I guess there's always a bit of a break. Actually, started earlier than last year, actually. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this with COVID and things last year course, that yes. just could have got pushed back a yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are we up to now? Are we March? Yeah, well, yes. last, um, last few days of March. Yeah, already. yeah, yeah. Years a quarter gone. So it's a 30-week series this okay. year. Yeah. So I Made think internally by 10 now. That's isn't right, they make yeah. It themselves. yeah. Yeah. Has yeah. that cha- That wouldn't have changed your... Um, Schedule much, would it? That Did, no, the what? only difference is we're not doing it in front of an audience. Okay. Um, so we've had to look at other ways to sort of in, get that same tonight feel that mm-hmm. we were really enjoying about it. And in the old days, we actually did two two in a day, and yes. now we do one a week. So yes. the only thing that's changed with my schedule is it's a weekly thing rather than once a fortnight. Okay. Now, I've got my notes here. I've got, I don't know if these things are connected, Dr. Chris Brown and then erectile dysfunction, but I'm guessing that was separate parts of Friday's wow. show. Wow. <laughs> that was... We always make sexual dysfunction jokes about Barry, so that yeah. might have been that. Chris is often making jokes about have Barry having to swallow a tablet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> well, Barry. that's a bit of payback. Oh, yeah. No, that, yeah, that's right. But the erectile dysfunction, that would be Koshy, not that he has it. <laughs> But he came on our show to talk about how he's not involved oh. in Bitcoin. Oh, okay. And he said, uh, and then Nat... Because it was an ad that had oh, his face right, and everything yes. is an on ad. Bitcoin. And that was... And that Natalie Barr, right. she added that, you know, and also what about the erectile dysfunction <laughs> ads that we've seen you on? And he said, well, I can't, you know, <laughs> I can't deny that. So, but Koshy is fine. Have either of you cropped up in those Facebook ads? There was, a, there was one for me a while ago, you know, that one of those lose 30 kilos, ask <laughs> yeah. me how, and then, well, no one's going to be asking me. Um, and if you look into it, there's no human involved. You can't get to the bottom of it. You can get the 
what's the thing that like fair trade and practice or whatever mm. to look into it and there's just it just pff, disappears there's nowhere where you can trace it and 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 stop it. Yeah, it's so, but so weird. campaign for Anusol as well, though. But that, I actually legitimate. did do that one, yeah. the Red Dot special. <laughs> 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 no, I haven't done a campaign for Anusol. Still waiting. Still waiting, hello. There's still time. Well, on. <laughs> so commercial arrangements. Now, do you, was it Fraser Motorcycles yes, or something? Yeah. You still? I'm an ambassador an with those ambassador. guys because I like, I, I like Harleys and, yeah. uh, and I've got a few, so they, you know, they look after my bikes and, okay. and uh, I do stuff for them, you know, and it's good, you know, it's going back to that if you believe they believe thing. Mm. They're a great, they're a great mob, and I like their bikes. So mm. it you, works anyone out. else? You sort of no, that's it. I'm, yeah, I'm, so I'm, you are available. I'm available. I'm available. <laughs> no, I, I said to the guys at Fraser, I said, if you guys look after me, I'll look after you. And it's you know, yeah. it's not some crazy cash for comment thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's just a, it's a relationship on this podcast. Is there there a, <laughs> <laughs> well, where are they again? <laughs> Fraser motorcycles, Concord. <laughs> ask for them by name. Amanda, uh, do you got any sort of side, what do you call them, side gigs? Or side, no, hustle? side hustle? Side hustle. No, no I don't have room. any. That's a pretty good no, side No, but hustle. you mean in terms of a commercial arrangement? Yeah, yeah, no, I don't yeah. have any of that. Okay, yeah. okay. Have both of you stayed with your management over the journey? Yes. I've been with the same, the only ever manager I've had for um, yeah. 18 years or something wow. like that. Okay, yeah. Mm. okay, yeah, yeah. Well, and you're with the same model? Same, same RGM, still with them? Mm. Yes, um, yeah. From, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, uh, I, I almost went with someone else in the early days, but then I ended up going with them because I, I like I like them. They're good. They're good people. Right. Mm. Okay. Okay. The um, I should ask you. No, I'm not sort of trying to lead this anywhere. But 16 years, you've you've recently re-signed. I think. Yeah. Is this last year the first year of no. New Deal yeah. or the second yes, it year is. of you? It's a fir- This is the, the first, first year. year of so your we're signed deal, till the it? end of next year. Mm. Okay. Okay. Is that right? Yeah, it's only two years. Yes, yeah, so, so we're signed till the end of next year. Yeah. Mm. Now, in terms of radio, you're still quite young for, for people on air. I mean, even though this is the Heritage Show. Mm. Um, do you – are there days where you think, oh, dear, you know, you still theme really sort of up for it and um, – Yeah, and I, I, it's hard – with these hours, you get up and you just do it. If you give yourself yeah. any time to think, from year one you'd be thinking, do I feel like this today? Um, but we're still getting up and en- and enjoying mm. it. I found COVID a real a, a challenge, but also a gift to be on radio during all that to mm. ride the mood of the city every day and say, what do people need to know today? How are they feeling today? What's what's do they want to ignore it today? It's you know, it's I actually for all its hardness to be on radio was a privilege through mm. all that to be for people for us. Um, so we haven't had any discussions of when we're finishing up or anything. Well, you always... I remember when you first came to work for me all those years ago. That's it, I'm finishing today. And uh, <laughs> I said, look, it won't be hard. It's just... just We'll do it for the three years or whatever. Two, you said. That first, no, first contract was two years. Mm. And you went, oh, no, well, that's it. Oh, I'm only going to do two years. I'm doing two years and mm. that's it. So I've never looked further than a contract. Um, you know, so... And I know that we can't do this forever, but I never feel... I never feel over it. I remember the first year when I started here at WS, I was over it the, in that 2003. That was the worst year of radio I've ever had. Really? And because yeah. it was such a different culture, this radio station from the last one I worked at, and it was just so difficult. And these hours, I, I think what a lot of people underestimate is the hours, and some people just can't do the hours. Uh, we've gone past that level of, like, I can do the hours. It, it doesn't kill me, but it does. Like, I think back when I first started it, 
I sit on the side of the bed and I thought I was going to throw up because it's so early. You just get up and you just, just to even just, and you can't even talk. Mm. And it, you know, bugs me when friends say, oh, yeah, but you only work three hours a day or whatever. And, I, and, and another friend of mine says, I get up and go to the gym at four o'clock. And I said, but who do you talk to in the morning? She says, oh, I couldn't talk to anyone. <laughs> and I said, well, you know, mm. I would rather bench press a mini moke in the morning than actually, you know, it's a lot easier to do that than actually formulate ideas. Because sometimes you come in here and your head is just shrunken. You're just going, I don't know. And you're looking at a blank piece of paper and there's a lot of people looking at you saying, well, have you got any ideas for this? And I'm going, oh, gee, I hope Amanda's got something because mm. I've got nothing. And meanwhile, I'm bench pressing a mini moke <laughs> at the gym. <laughs> That's our next promotion. <laughs> Was there ever a time where, where somebody would have liked Jones and Amanda to work for them elsewhere? There have been times along the way. Mm. Yeah, there have been overtures. We were approached a couple of years ago by a nameless network and they just wanted to see where we'd like to be in the future. Right. And they just and that was pretty much what it what it is, which is nice. I, I think if you're not getting approached by people then that's a that's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, but you yeah. I mean you said there was a time at um, ARM when it wasn't great. But that was a, a long go, a oh, previous that was, management. Yeah, well, and a previous a host, I wasn't here days. then, is it? Well, that, that year was just, and I remember talking to you about it at the time, and I was pretty open about it. Like in the first week, I wanted to leave. Mm. And, I, you know, I've always loved radio, but that particular year, it was, it was just so hard because it was a, the radio station, it, it's not what it is now. Like the radio mm. station really has evolved, and, I'm, I, and I, I don't give it enough credit Sometimes, because I'm I'm very grateful. I'm grateful to WS, but I'm very hard on WS as well, because I'm probably very hard on myself. And it's just, it's been a, a constant, you know. And then that's back to when Fitzy said, "So how long have you been there for?" I said, 18 years." I went, "Wow!" You know, I was going to leave, and the, they were calling for my sacking on the first day. <laughs> so to be here after 18 years, and by the time we actually finish uh, next, you know, after not that we're finishing, but if, if we were to, that would be 20 years. And, like, I, I can't think of any other radio breakfast announcer that's been around for that time, you know. There should be, a, like, a ticker tape parade for me or something, well, sure. And I know Isn't you, you've always said that when you're somewhere a long time you start to feel you don't think that sounds great. I think it sounds incredible that you've well, been scary. able to... It's scary, but this isn't an easy job. And to sustain it and not burn your brain mm. and to be, be chirpy at these hours and to amass people who like to listen to us, that's a big deal. I never, ever take that for granted. No, I but wouldn't that, But pat yourself on the back for sustaining okay. it. That's, no. back I've got, to that I've got bad shoulders. <laughs> All right, well, that's probably a good place to sort of wrap this up. It's been good getting in here, mm. but you're both still powered up. You've got We're a, done. You've got it. It's still early in the year. You've got a fair bit to go. There's a radio break coming up, I think. Well, who's counting, but it's in three days' time. <laughs> three days, nine hours and 22 seconds. <laughs> Yes, we've got two weeks off. Yeah. And I know That's listeners often go, gee, you get a lot of holidays, but you think, gee, your brain needs it. It is nice to. It's not so much the early sure. hours. It's the, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, turn your phone off for a while. Me and Amanda, you know, we'll, we'll hang out together in the holiday. That's a, you always like Do to Do you wake up early on holidays too? Um, or can you turn off and sleep in? No, I can't sleep in. I won't wake up at four. I no. might wake up at four and go to the loo <laughs> and then force myself to go back to sleep. But I've lost the art of the sleep in over mm. these years. It's, yes. You know, when I went, wake, was awake till 2 a.m. the other day, mm. still up at six. Oh, so, okay. You know. okay. Well, good stuff. Mm. Jonesy, Amanda, great to get in here. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you, James.